0: Welcome to Linda's Corner. My name is Linda Bjork, and today we're going to be talking about overcoming emotional barriers, replacing our negative thinking with a positive mindset, and aligning with our authentic self. I'm delighted to welcome special guest, Rob White. Rob is a well-known columnist for the Huffington Post, an international best-selling author, sought-after speaker, successful real estate developer, and restaurateur. You can reach Rob at his website, robwhitemedia.com, and I'll include a link in the description. Welcome, Rob. I'm so glad that you could join with me today.
1: Thank you very much. Hi, Linda. This is great.
0: Thank you. I am so excited. So today we're going to be talking about your latest book. This is your fifth, and it's called The Maestro Monologue. Discover Your Genius, Defeat Your Intruder, Design Your Destiny. So it's it's quite an intriguing title. So can we walk through all the steps about? I guess where do you want to start?
1: Well, how I start, Linda, is with myself because anything I say about me, I'm saying about you and everyone else because the basic nature of being a human being is the same for everyone. Now we all experience it in different forms, different ways, but. We all agree, and I use that word loosely just so you'll get the point, when we're born, there will be two of us. When we're born, we are born the maestro. By that I mean we are fully capable of orchestrating our daily affairs and conducting our life so we can make our dreams come true. And we prove that very quickly by learning to, from going from crawling to walking, mumbling to talking, be, from illiterate to, to reading, and, and we love it. And we also sense it because we are saying, oh, I'm gonna, be a, I'm gonna be a cowboy. No, no, I'm gonna be an astronaut. Oh, I wanna be a fireman. Nothing, nothing, nothing hampers us. But then, Linda, all over the world, any culture, we hit the terrible twos. Now we marked it right, the terrible twos, because it's terrible, but not nearly as terrible for the parents as for the child. You see, during the terrible twos, the child starts really exploring, And when he puts his hand in the toilet or pulls the cat's tail, he hears, no, 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 don't do that. That no is the first time the child experiences a traumatic event. He feels he experiences a break from belonging. Up until then, he was part of the crowd, part of the herd, part of the tribe. He was an intimate part, intricate part of all of it. And in that moment of no, each one of us, I felt separated. And I also started to think there must be something wrong with me. Now, we don't think it with thoughts, uh, intellectual thoughts. Because we're not capable of that. We think, feel it. What psychologists claim, child psychologists, you hear 60,000 no's from age two to age five.
0: The That's a intruder. Lot
1: of the intruder, the unwanted mental house guest, is born at age two when you start hearing a few no's. By age five, it has taken up camp in your mind and has taken over pretty much all of your mind. So by age five, your favorite question to ask continually, no matter what you're doing, is what is wrong with me? And that's the curse or the blessing because that's the game of life. There is There is me, the maestro, fully capable of conducting my life in wonderful ways. And then there is the other self that I gave birth to at age two and strengthened over the next three, four years. And it will live with you and does for the rest of your life. That's the challenge. You see why I share this, Linda, I share it from my own experiences. Born in the ghetto in a small mill town on the wrong side of the tracks, where there was fraught with thoughts of scarcity, alcoholism, anger, resentment, to have, and then I was born into that conversation. You see, Linda, you were born into a conversation, one conversation only, and you totally absorb it, and you create yourself around that conversation. And you identify with the i am that you come to be from listening to that one conversation we're the only beings on this planet who are capable of having a conversation with ourselves about ourselves squirrels are squirrels are squirrels they're born a squirrel they love being a squirrel they express squirrelness they never have any duress about their squirrelness they never feel awkward or stupid they don't think i'm an awkward stupid squirrel i don't know how to climb a tree They think, I'm a squirrel, I know how to climb a tree. Human beings can think to themselves, I'm awkward, I'm dumb, I don't know how to climb trees, whatever those challenges are. And once that gets set, the intruder takes up camp in your mind, takes over your consciousness, most folks are stuck with it to a great degree for the rest of their lives. I had to go from, coming from a small mill town, at age 14, convinced that maybe I'll be lucky, I'll get a good job in the factory. And maybe if I'm real lucky, I'll get promoted to be a supervisor. And I'll have three kids, probably uh, drink a lot. And the odds are I could get a divorce and get another, find another wife. Mm, that's that's just the way it was in the conversation for me. I had to die of that in order to go to college. And when I went to college, I was in a whole new universe. I didn't know people spoke the way they spoke optimistically about this, that, and the other thing. I didn't even—I didn't know a world existed, as did you did not know. And t- when I got out of college, I had the opportunity, Linda, to run back to Athol. Oh, yeah. The principal said, come on back. You'll be a teacher. What a hero I would be. Look at me. Ghetto side of Athol school teacher. But I got the maestro in the back of my head was saying, no, nah, there's more. There's more. There's more. There's more for you. So my senior year graduated, got in my car. I had a car my senior year, drove to the big city of Boston, Massachusetts, which I had never been to. I didn't know anybody there. I didn't even know where I was going to sleep that night. And the intruder was saying to me, the other said, what are you, a jerk? Turn around. What's wrong with you? Are you crazy? You're going to get demolished. But I persisted because I was willing to listen to the maestro. From there, I got a teaching job in the city of Boston, I taught for 17 years, I loved it. But Linda, I had this calling, I wanted to be an entrepreneur, a business owner, a millionaire. I had this calling, this calling, this calling, the maestro, the maestro, and it took great courage for me to walk into the principal after 17 years of teaching with no prior notification of myself or anyone else, this is my last year, it was in May. June 11th, closing day of school, I will not be coming back. Are you insane? You've got an incredible health plan, an incredible retirement plan. At least hang on three more years Then you can keep those, both of them. Don't be foolish. No, I cannot waste another moment. That was me, the maestro. My father said, what is wrong with you, Bobby? His intruder, intruding on my intruder. you got to go see not one psychologist. You have to see a team of psychologists. What are you doing? Are you crazy? Dad, I have to go for this. I then jumped into what? I don't know. How are you going to get rich? You say you're going to get rich. Be a business owner. What? I don't know yet. What's wrong with you? I will know soon. Walking down Huntington Avenue in uh, Boston, Mass. There's a book, brand new book. Who doesn't pick up a new book? I picked it up, turned it over the cover. It said, How to Get Rich in Real Estate by Robert Kent. I remember it to this moment. Green Book. That was my sign how am I going to get rich? In real Honestly. estate. I read the book. I followed the formula back then, very different formula than today. I made tens of millions of dollars in real estate over the next decade by simply trusting there's a part of me that can take care of business and allowing all kinds of tips to come me. I call them everyday, ordinary, unassuming gurus who passed my way and gave me a little bit of information. I was listening. I was ready. But don't think it, was a, it wasn't just a fairy tale. The intruder was constantly on me. This is a big mistake. And you realize what you've done now. You've cursed yourself. It never goes away, the intruder. After 10 years of incredible uh, success and in making a lot, lot, lot of money, I decided I like restaurants. I'm going to get in the restaurant business. You don't know anything about restaurant. I know. You, don't, you never took any courses, I know. You don't have any contacts, I know. What are you going to do? I'll do what I do when I do it, and I know it'll be right if I pay attention and learn from it. Because, of course, I realized by then your whole life is nothing but correcting errors. That's all life is. And you've got The intruder will tell you all those errors that you're correcting are proving your flaw. The maestro will tell you that's the only way to get ahead. That's life's gimmick. You've got to be tripping and falling constantly, picking yourself up and marching forward, learning from the lesson. I call it mistakes. You know what a mistake is? It's not a mistake, it's a mistake. I took a shot, missed the mark. I then learn from that and I do a retake, refine what I did, try it again. And when it's successful, I pick up the megaphone like a Hollywood director and I say, Celebration, that's a tape. That's all life is. Mistakes, retakes, that's a take. So after being incredibly and outrageously successful in the restaurant business and deciding I wanted to know more about the rest of the world, I went and spent quite a long time with the Maasai tribe in Tanzania, and I learned all about human beings. They were just like me. There was nothing different about them than me. My God, I thought they were going to be so different now. They're human beings. They're going through the same thing in their own world. They have their way of doing it in their world. I had my way of doing it in my world. And my book shares with you and everyone else, what's it take not to be a success? It's easy to be a success. You are a success. What you've got to do is you've got to look right at that intruder, that unwanted mental house guest that's convinced you, you don't have what it takes. And you've got to call an MD. That's right. You have to call an MD, not a medical doctor. A marvelous denial. You must deny the lies the intruder is telling you about yourself. You're not smart enough. You were born at the wrong time. You are born on the wrong side of the tracks, whatever it might be. So that's what my book is about. And we can continue the conversation. That's where that was we are
0: great. What an introduction. Oh, my goodness. So many things to think about and so many things to talk about and so many universal truths. That was amazing. And I loved your concept. You didn't know what the end would be but you knew to take the step and you trusted yourself and you, and you went forward and then you learned and you acted. It was a combination of learning and doing. So it wasn't just, sometimes people think, well, you know, if I just have this, this positive thinking and just this idea, then things will come. That's the beginning, but then is the doing that comes with it. And in every step you did that learning and you did that doing and that voice that we have, oh my gosh, So everybody has this, this intruder, you call it, and you call the conversation. And let's talk about the conversation a little bit. The conversation from where you grew up, that conversation, it sounds like there's a conversation in your head between the intruder and the maestro. And there's a conversation that we absorb from the culture that we are around. And you said, in a sense, we're the same anywhere we are in the world. So do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Well,
1: you did a wonderful job. You see, human beings are born into conversations. Squirrels are born intuitively, instinctively, and they don't have a conversation about who they are. An ape doesn't, a a polar bear doesn't. They are born, I am a polar bear. I am a gorilla. I am a squirrel. We are born, I am a possibility for infinite possibilities. There is nothing on the other side of I am until we put something there. And we're all born into a conversation. And when I hear my mom and dad say life is tough, and I see them arguing, and I see my dad drinking it excessively, and I know they know everything. When I'm one and two years old, I mean, who knows more than mom and dad? They know everything. I get life is tough and I'm flawed. I don't analyze it, intellectualize it, but I feel it, and I know it. And by age two, when I hear a no, now I really know it. So the only, and that's when the intruder, the conversation is always about you or I can promise you is you're a beautiful, sweet, nice teeth, loving, kind, beautiful smile, woman, Linda. You still know there's thing, things about you that you wish weren't. They're not true. Absolutely. But you think they're true. That's the intruder. That intruder, okay, Mick Jagger. Everybody knows if anybody's been around who Mick Jagger is. It's incredible. Incredible rock star he has an opportunity to go on stage with Pavarotti oh 10 years ago maybe 15. they showed Mick Jagger and he was so generous to let us see the truth about him backstage as a guy who anybody would adore to be with love him love him love him wringing his hand saying i have no right being on stage with Pavarotti i'm a total fraud this is so embarrassing that was his intruder see even when you get that far The intruder's ready to jump on you and pounce. And when it sees an opportunity to have you feel flawed, believe me, that other self, the faker, the great pretender who is so good, he not only convinced me I was him, he convinced the world I was him, the flawed being. That's the problem, so you never get rid of it. My dad, when he died at 93, God love him, and I held his hand and he said, Bobby, I look back on my life, and the only thing I regret, Bobby, are all the things I never tried to do. And I said, Dad, that's because you listened to the intruder. You didn't listen to the authentic you. And it was such a beautiful moment, because I had figured this out at that point. He smiled at me and passed over to the other side. And it's a perfect, perfect moment. The question, right now we have COVID. And you know what? You were talking about the community conversation, the ethnic conversation. The political conversation, the world conversation is all around fear of COVID, where we now, the intruder in all of us is having a ball, convincing us the world's going to, going to, going, going sour. Uh, I'm going to get sick and I hate those who don't agree with me on the, uh, on the COVID part, no matter what side you're on. You see all of this anger, all this resentment, all this railing out. That's the intruder. That's the intruder. That's the intruder. Even when our highest leaders fall back and start mocking the other side, that's the intruder. You see, that's what, and if someone says to me, I met, I have met the best in terms of people who have had outrageous success. For example, no one knows, everyone knows the story about Bill Gates. Bill Gates quit, uh, quit Harvard to start Microsoft, and he's a billionaire, and it would have been stupid for him to stay in Harvard. Here's the truth yes, he did quit Harvard, to start a computer business, yes. And it was called something like insta-traffic. What you don't know is he worked hard at it and had to file bankruptcy. If he had let the intruder take over at that point, he'd have scrambled back to Harvard and said, oh, God, God, please take me back. I don't know what I was doing, such a foolish mistake. But he didn't because he was listening to the maestro, that part of him that knew he could conduct his daily affairs in a productive manner if he learned from his losses Now we know him. But you see, that's the part we don't ever hear about. The I am that will destroy you, your biggest adversity. Let's talk about me, then no one can say, look at him blaming me. My biggest adversity in life is never anything in the world. It's the intruder convincing me I can't handle what's out there in the world. If I can get a handle on the intruder, I can get a handle on anything going on out there in the world, including... My attitude about COVID. My attitude about COVID is my attitude, and it's a very optimistic one. It's a silly one and it's a powerful one. By the way, I had the shots, so it's not about all of that. But my attitude is before I even got the shots, I'm not gonna get it. And if I do get it, I'm not even gonna know I got it. And if I and and I can tell you one thing for sure, I'm never going to die from it. Now, I know that would that would be that's the truth for me. That which you are conscious of, that of which you are conscious must come to be. That is true for me. That is true for thee. That is true for all of us. My world is a mirror. It reflects back to me what I project outwardly. You see, in the squirrel world, they live on planet Earth, and there's just one big world they live in, and they all agree to it. In the human world, we're all on the same planet with 7 billion different worlds. We all live in our world, in the world. And my world projects, reflects back to me, what I project outwardly. And if I'm projecting fear and and hesitation and procrastination, you can bet I'm going to see a fumbling life in front of me. And if I really project a feeling of self-faith, I absolutely have faith in the maestro, that part of me that was born me, the I am that I was when I was born before I gave birth to the intruder at age two. If I'm willing to listen to that part with my intuition and let the world teach me and let that part of me pay attention to what's going on, I cannot fail. You cannot fail. You see, I say we're all destined to win at whatever we set our minds to. And I say it to this day. And if you set your mind to losing, you will win at losing. And you want to know who will set your mind to losing? The other self, the intruder. And you can work as hard as you want at winning, but you will win at losing because when the intruder's taken over the show, it has no intentions of you winning. Because if you win, Linda, it dies. And it has no intentions of dying. So it's got to keep you feeling inferior in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, beautiful
0: stuff, right? Wow, that is fantastic. Okay, so I love the empowering aspect that if there are all these different worlds going on, then the world that I have control over is my world. We live in a place where people feel frightened and out of control. And if we can feel in control of our world, then we can be at peace regardless of what is taking place in the external world. And I find that very empowering and I am 100% on board with that. So I love the idea also that the maestro is your authentic self and that the intruder is the, um, the fake because a lot of times the intruder convinces us that that's real and anything that we try to believe outside of that, that's the fake thing. And I have experienced that, that trying to make that transition, as you put it, from listening to the intruder to listening to the maestro. And it was hard. It was hard because the intruder said, that guy is lying to you. He's lying to you. I'm, I'm the one who's real. You really are a loser. You really are nothing. You really are not good enough. All of those kinds of things. So what kinds of tips can you give to help us to be able to believe That the maestro, the one that's telling us these positive, hopeful, empowering things, that that's the true voice.
1: First of all, what a wonderful way you gave that back. The intruder, the fraud, the faker, the great pretender will tell you, listen, you're a loser, but I'm going to take care of you. I'll help you get through don't be listening to some highfalutin, stupid ideas you got over here. That's just going to destroy you. Don't get carried away. You stay stuck or down in your comfort zone. Don't, don't take any risks. I'll make sure you get through, okay? And you're right. The And he does such a good job of convincing us. Right now, most people, gripped by the fear of COVID, are fearful of life, angry with everyone, resentful of this, all that stuff. So what do we do? i know when the intruder is that it has a grip on me because i have a knot in my stomach simple as that i never have a knot in my stomach when my authentic self the intuitive sense of me my my optimistic instinctive instincts when they are talking to me there's no knot. when i feel that knot, what i must do is not ignore it i must look right at it and own it see this is very strange if you don't own it, it owns you. I've got to say to myself, right now, I've given myself over to being the intruder. I can see that. I'm angry, resentful, petty. I'm not willing to take a chance. I must own it. I must own that. And when I own it, it no longer owns me. And I have a choice to listen a second time. In my book, The Maestro Monologue, I give you a dialogue, an inner dialogue to speak to yourself. It enables you, empowers you to... See, this sounds strange. Don't rebel against, resist, don't hate the intruder. If you rebel, resist, or hate, you empower it. Don't say you're not it. If you say you're not it, you are it. What you want to say is, I've given myself over to it, and I get I'm not it, and what it's telling me right now, and that's the first thing you want to call upon the rebel, we're all rebellious by nature, and rebel for what you're up to. So I say I'm listening to lies about myself. For example, I am bald. You might have noticed. At age 45, I spent most of my time not being bald. So what I mean by that is I wore a wig and a very expensive wig. And I spent a lot of time making sure the wig was on right. And I didn't get in convertibles, go on boats or go outside if it was windy. I was so good at it. In the city of Boston, I actually became one of Boston's most eligible bachelors with a wig on. you know how I felt knowing that I was such a fraud? Do you realize that I was skulking around with a big phony smile, pretending that I felt so I was successful. successful, but handsome and debonair, but thinking underneath, oh my God, if they saw this wig. You see, that was the intruder. And he had me. He had a grip on me, an iron tight grip. I'll tell you how I got through that one. You're going to love this. I'm in Vegas speaking. I was very popular back then, very successful doing fireworks. That was a thing I did, a hobby. Yeah, a hobby. And I had made millions and had Ferraris and, and, uh, and very well known restaurants. Yeah, I was a hot shot. See, uh, and I say that now that's. That's all a game and act. There's nothing rich about being a hotshot. What's wonderful is being authentic, being transparent, being myself, sharing myself with you and everyone else that they may learn about themselves. I'm 77. You didn't know I was 77. I don't sound 77. I don't feel 77. I'm 57. Chronologically 77. So that's the deal on that. Now, back then, I went to Vegas Century 21, big uh, annual reunion seminar, whatever they have. And thousands of people, I got my wig on. I have a person up on stage going to break through a board to let that person know you can do it. I can. I will walk you through this and you will do it. In the middle of all of it, and the bright lights and big screens and uh, all on me and her, and all of a sudden, hot, 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 I turned quickly and my wig fell right off my head onto the ground. That's right. Right on the stage. And I looked up <laughs> and there's big big screens and there's big ball-headed me and i looked at 10, 10 people all silent as can be the intruder said to me get out of town i'm serious i immediately turned and went to the back of the stage where there was a big curtain i'll go behind the curtain I'll find the fire escape door. I'll go out the back door, get on a plane, fly back to Boston, and that's it for me. I can never, never show my face ever again. So I go back to the backstage behind the curtain. It's high. It's about knee high. So you can see my feet down there. I walk to the right. No fire escape. Walk to the left. No fire escape. I turn around and I go out. I picked up my wig. I looked up and I said, this is who I really am. I got the biggest standing ovation because we all know there's something we're hiding. And oh my God, he had the courage to just say, this is who he really is. I became the hit of the week, (laughs) the hit of the weekend, because we all know there's something we don't want anybody to know about us. And this fellow, life put it right in his face. That was my transformational moment. That's when I right. was able to say to the intruder, you're done, buddy boy. Now, he's not completely done, but he has never had an iron-tight grip over me like he did then. That's pretty good, isn't it?
0: That is Linda? very good. You know, this kind of thing about having this intruder in this conversation and having the maestro and having the intruder, it reminds me of that, that little story about the two wolves, that we have two wolves inside of us. And the question of which one will win is which one we feed. And in that moment, boy, you just kicked the intruder to the curb when it thought it had a big steak dinner in front of it. And instead, you allowed the maestro to take center stage and you transformed what was an embarrassing experience into a transformational experience. Oh, that beautiful. is amazing.
1: I didn't know the two-wolf story. I liked the one about the eagle and the chicken coop. A very An infant eagle. Farmer found it brought it into the chicken coop. So it was raised in a conversation of pecking and clawing for for pecking for worms and clawing nervously. It became an incredible eagle slash chicken. One day, a male eagle went flying over and looked down. What? And came flying down and all the eagles scattered and screamed, including the eagle who thought she was a chicken. And he cornered that eagle and said, what are you doing? You're not a chicken. You're an eagle. You're born to fly high. You have wings that will carry you to the top of mountains. And in that moment, she once again was able to hear the maestro within. And she stretched her wings and flew high. You see, we're born right now in this world. We're, we're, we're getting enclosed in a, a a chicken coop mentality, a conversation of fear, anxiety, anger. Yeah. Yeah. And how do we get out of it? Every each and one of us has to get out of it on our own. No one can save me. I have to save me from who the world? No, from evil people out there, no. From me, what me? The false me that I've taken on as true about me. That's beauty, isn't it?
0: That is fantastic. That is fantastic. Uh, And I love, it offers a lot of, it makes some people frightened that we are accountable for ourselves but there isn't any other way. When you're, when you're offering these things, you're offering the tools, but still in order for someone to actually realize the results, they have to accept that tool and to embrace it personally. And that is, that is the way that it is. Our change, our transformation has to come from the inside out, but it does require people like yourself to give those tools and to say, Hey, I've been there. I understand what that's like. And I can help you and look at me as an example of this really works. So thank you for what you're doing.
1: Well, you know, in the Maestro Monologue, I give you the tools you need to have. I claim the person who opens the first page of the book will not be the person who closes the last page of the book. If you read the book and take the, engage in the exercises and you really take them on throughout the book, I constantly remind you if it is to be, it's up to thee. Did you engage in this exercise on this page or did you just read it? Because if you just read it, you might as well close the book and put it away. You've got to, put, you've got to bring yourself with yourself to the book. And my greatest gift now that you're catching on to and you that I'm catching on to, because you do it. The best way for me to teach others is to be transparent and share myself. I had a lot of mistakes I made and I had a massive inferiority complex. For the longest of times. And I told you one of the major events, life was so kind to take that wig off my head and put it on, uh, throw it on the stage in front of me. That was a wonderful gift for me to have an opportunity to say, This is who I really am. And you know what? When I said it, I said it not disgracefully, I said it gracefully. I finally got, This is who I really am. That was the maestro. Yeah, here I am. Look at me. And if, here's the funny thing. What thou seest, thou beest. If you looked at me and thought, well, then he's an ugly fool, I feel sorry for you because you know, you know, the only time I can look at anyone and say they're an ugly, you're an ugly fool is when I if feel I'm like
0: an that. Ugly for.
1: What thou beest, thou seest, because your world is only a mirror.
0: That you is see, that's beautiful. the
1: amazing part. I love everybody now. I mean, I do. We're all rich and majestic children of infinite intelligence. And when someone's off on a tantrum and angry and swearing, I say to them, I see you in there. I see the rich and majestic child. Now, I get the intruder has taken over and I see that, and you might want to take a peek, but I see what's behind that mask. I see the marvelously made you destined to win or whatever you see. You see? And if I don't say it out loud, I say it to myself, And I sincerely accept that they're caught up by the intruder. And the other side of that is when I speak and people stand up and give me a standing ovation, I turn and give them one. And I'm going to tell you why, Linda. I get that if they love me for whatever quality they see in me, it's because right now they're feeling it in them. And I give them an ovation for taking an opportunity to feel it in them. And what thou feelest, thou seest in me. You see, it's such a two-way street. It's a beautiful two-way street. Yeah.
0: I love it. That is fantastic. The way that I've heard this concept that you're explaining that I absolutely agree with is if you spot it, you got it. So if you see something beautiful, it's because that is inside of you. And if you see something not beautiful, that is because that is inside of you. So actually, I actually needed that reminder this morning. So thank you so much. Appreciate that. And thank you for visiting with me today.
1: You can get my book at any, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, on my website, robwhitemedia.com. And uh, I loved having this. You're, you're just a wonderful, you are a listening. You see, what am I? I am a listening, says, says Linda. You truly listen. Most folks aren't listening. They're listening to the intruder, interpreting what's being said and straining it and draining it and, and all of that stuff. I'm watching you just be a clearing for listening. There's no greater gift you can give those you interview as a host than to be truly a listening. And that's what you were for me. What a gift. Thank you, Linda.
0: Thank you. I had an inside scoop because what you're describing, I have lived. And that makes it easier for me to be able to listen and understand.
1: So this was a great uh, conversation. It was a gift to me. You see, I I absolutely get your listeners and you are a gift to me. I really mean that. I just go around getting, my God, so many gifts, so many wonderful things in life always happening because my life is a mirror. And when the maestro is speaking, that's all I see. And that's all I find all around me. Even in adversity, I'm not saying everything I do turns out perfectly, but I'm saying in the middle of every adversity, there is the seed of an equivalent or better good. But it's only a seed unless I water and nourish it. That's the secret.
0: Yeah. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Wow. All right. Thank you. I have so much to think about. You have reminded me of things that I know that are true, and I appreciate that. So some of the things I'm doing great with and some of the things I need to polish up a little bit.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: In closing, I'd like to share a quote by Results Coach Russ Kyle. He said, watch what you tell yourself. You're likely to believe it. Today, I invite you to tell yourself wonderful, positive, empowering things to help awaken your limitless potential. See you next time on Linda's Corner.